You know, we talk about how rest is a way to honor our ancestors. So is doing something simply because we want to. So is doing something without needing a rational, logical reason. You're listening to The Self-Worth Edit, the podcast inspiring South Asian women and beyond to quit playing small and start trusting the power and wisdom within. Join me, Noshin, on Mondays as I share insightful conversations, tips for healthier ways of thinking, and lessons in healing our relationships with ourselves. Thanks for tuning in to the Self-Worth Edit. Here we go. All right, friends, have I got a life update for you. This is something that I have alluded to in previous episodes, and you can probably guess by the title of this episode, but my big life update is that I have temporarily relocated away from Chicago. And this may feel abrupt because of the way that I'm sharing it, which is after the fact, but it has been months in the making. So I am recording this episode for you from Costa Rica. I have been here for about a week now, and I plan to be here for a few months. So this is not a travel trip. This is a slow travel. I'm going to live here, work from here, and essentially have my same day-to-day socially distanced COVID-19 life. But here in Costa Rica, instead of back home in Chicago... I know that travel is super controversial right now. I'm not promoting leisure travel right now. And I know that for me, this was the best decision for a lot of reasons. I know that I have been as responsible in my planning, in my arrival here, and in my plans for the next several months to ensure safety of myself and, of course, everyone around me. And I also acknowledge there is a great deal of privilege that goes into this that I've been able to exercise in making this move to Costa Rica, including the fact that I have a wonderful full-time job that is currently remote and letting me work from wherever, trusting I'll show up the same way I would if I were in Chicago, the fact that I'm young and healthy, the fact that I have the right papers, I do not take any of this lightly. I don't want to spend this episode too much on why I made this move, how I chose Costa Rica. If you're interested in more of that, follow my other Instagram account at Globegazers. I'll put it in the show notes. Because while I made this move very much for myself, whatever I share here in this podcast and based on my life experiences in general, is what can be of value for you. So I want to focus on what lessons the experience of making this step to move to Costa Rica for a few months has taught me that I believe will help you in your life as well. This is not my first time living abroad. I spent a year living in Madrid years ago, and this time is different. I'm different. My reasoning is different. My life is different. And the lessons that I'm learning and taking away are different as well. This is going to be a two-parter. So part one today, five lessons, and then I'll share another five lessons next week. So be sure to tune in then. Now, if you've been following along episodes for a while, lesson one should come as no surprise. It's that fear is always there and fear is not a reason to stop. 
I did a whole episode on this called what it's like to feel the fear and do it anyway. And that episode really focuses on the fear I felt when starting this podcast. And yet the fear I felt as I made my plans to move was very similar. Fear shows up. It's part of the deal. Where it gets tricky is when we start confusing our fear with our intuition. So what do I mean by this? So you decide you really want to do something, but then you start getting this crippling fear and you think, oh man, this might mean it's a sign that I shouldn't do this thing. This is the wrong thing for me to do because I'm feeling all this fear. That's what it looks like to confuse fear with intuition. Speaking from experience, let me tell you, my intuition was telling me I needed to make this move just like my intuition told me to start this podcast, but fear was present both times. And if you listened to the interview with Sunira Madhani a couple episodes ago, she talked about how fear is wired into our brains as humans from primitive times. It's remained as we've evolved as a survival instinct that was there to protect us. But now this fear can really limit us in today's world. It's not the same world as it was all those years ago all those centuries ago. So this lesson is that fear will come. It's important to expect it and push through it if you really want to get to where you're going, to where you're being called to, to where your intuition is actually signaling your growth lies and your happiness lies. It's also important to bear in mind that sometimes the fear we feel, or at least some of the fear we feel, is not completely our own. So people who love us, When I told my family I was going to Central America as a solo woman, there was a lot of fear and I did my part to answer questions and reassure them of all the safety measures I'm taking. And at the same time, I had to do my part to protect myself, to not also take on and absorb all of their fears on top of my own, and to not ruminate on the fear and to actively shift my mindset to think about the possibilities and the safety and the beautiful experience that I wanted to create for myself rather than getting hung up on crippling fear. Lesson two I learned in this process that I will definitely be taking for myself is that we don't always have to know the why behind what we want. Often we don't fully know why we want what we want or how things are working out until we look back, right, and see how the steps we took and the paths we were guided along all fit together. Hindsight. But we continuously fall into this trap going forward of trying to make it all make sense. And in this experience, I really learned how to ease up. I spent a lot of time looking at myself in the mirror, literally exasperated when the fear gripped me, especially asking myself, I kid you not, Noshin, why do you want this? Why can't you just stay where you are? And I had to get to a point where I had to stop demanding that answer of myself. And I knew that what was demanding that answer was not my higher self. It was my anxious mind who needed answers for everything and needed a rational reason for this. And here's the lesson. It's okay to do something because you feel called to do it, even if it does not make complete sense to you or to others in the moment. Desire is a reason too, a good reason. You know, we talk about how 
rest is a way to honor our ancestors. So is doing something simply because we want to. So is doing something without needing a rational, logical reason, a practical stepping stone for where each desire fulfilled is going to land us. It's also a great way to get to know ourselves, to pay attention to and fulfill more of our desires and see where they lead us to instead of always talking ourselves out of them because they don't fit into what we've been conditioned to or taught to believe is the correct way or the right way or the logical way to live a life. Moving right along, lesson three. If you wait around for others, there is a good chance you'll be waiting forever. Do the things you want to do. Live the life you want for you and with yourself. Look, everyone is on their own path and everyone values different things, prioritizes different things. So if there's something you really want to do, and you hook your plan onto someone else doing them with you because you're too afraid or unsure of yourself to go for it on your own, chances are you'll continue waiting around because that person is working on fulfilling their own priorities in order of importance to them. I experienced this a bunch. Don't get it twisted. I did not just wake up and decide I'm going to do this by myself. I tried to make different kinds of plans with different people because I wanted that safety net And then I realized and remembered that that was going to keep me stuck because of this, because different people have different priorities and visions for their life. And I understand that this vision that I have for how I want to live and what freedom is to me and what happiness is to me is not the same as it is for other people. And so I needed to be able to do this by myself in my own company. So carve your unique path, even if it means doing so on your own. In fact, that is how you're more likely to find the people who do line up with you, rather than trying to convert those in your life currently to become more like you, which can be an impossible feat. This really is one to be careful of, because the other piece of it is everyone is at a different point in their journey of overcoming fears and limiting beliefs. So to give you an example, Travel is a big part of my life, my identity. It's high up there in my values ranking, if you listened to the values episode. And when I talk with people about my dreams related to travel, for example, that I'm going to go live in another country for a few months or that I'm going to go on a trip, people are always excited by that prospect. And they'll start this conversation with me where they want to be part of the plans and keep me posted. Yeah, I totally want to do that. And what ends up happening, or this has happened many times, is I then find myself waiting for them. But they're not serious about making the leap. I am serious about making the leap in this area of my life. They're serious about other things, and that's okay. But when you're not ready to do the things you want to do on your own, you're going to continue to be led on in those situations and just keep waiting and waiting and waiting. Because it's not that the thing you want to do is not something that other people are excited by. It's just that they might not be as excited about it as you are. And so it's lower on their priority list, or it's more of a dream or something they like to talk about, not actually do. So again, do the things you want to do. Stop waiting for other people. Let's build on this a little more for lesson four. Be really mindful of who you are getting your information and inspiration from. So I realized that a lot of people in my life I was talking to about 
this desire I was having to travel, which is not a new thing. I've had this in me for years, but that was coming up for me again lately, was not something that they saw as possible for themselves or even something they really wanted or something they were able to put their fears about aside for. And the more I talked to them, the more afraid I became. Those conversations were constrictive. I felt myself lose my steam and excitement and start to question everything. And I felt my fear grow bigger when I would have these conversations with people who didn't believe this was possible either at all or right now. And I realized I was trying to climb the wrong ladder. There was nowhere for me to go with the people that I already had in my life who I would normally have these conversations with. So what I did instead was reach out actively to someone in my network who thought the way I wanted to be thinking. And that's a friend who generally lives and works abroad. It's very common for her. So she has a completely different mindset about it. And that's the kind of person who I wanted to channel. So I got on a call with her and essentially told her, look, I want to have this conversation with you. I'm probably going to throw excuses at you and resistance. Feel free to challenge me because I'm feeling stuck in this place and I need to adopt more of your way of thinking and normalizing this. Because the people I was around and tend to be around in my day-to-day life, this is not a normal thing for them, which is fair. But there are people who it is a very normal thing for, and I needed some of that energy. Recognize what you need and go actively seek that out for the betterment of your thinking and your progress, rather than staying in this circle and cycle of people who all think about the same way and it's not serving you. When you do that, when you seek out people who have already achieved what you want to do, who already live in that space, you extend your ladder or you find a way to continue the climb. You find a way to put whatever it is you want into the realm of possibility for yourself, which you don't get when you speak with people who have not achieved that thing. So actively be aware of that and seek out what you need. All right, the final lesson for this episode is that our dreams don't always come to fruition the way we imagined they would. Ever since I moved back to the United States after that year abroad in Madrid, so like 2014, I wanted to find a remote job that would allow me to live and travel from anywhere in the world. This is a passion of mine, a heart desire of mine, something I have felt called to for a really long time, a big part of how I wanna live my life, And it's been for a long time. Over the years, I've applied to some jobs, you know, that are remote, but nothing ever worked out. And then the pandemic happened and, you know, all the roller coaster emotions around travel. And then my company, who we had, we were remote for most of 2020, back in around October, announced that all of 2021 would also be remote. And I just remember all of a sudden feeling completely trapped in my apartment. My apartment that I loved so much that I found as this oasis instantly felt like I was a prisoner in that apartment. And I realized this was my opportunity to live a digital nomad lifestyle for a little while. And it was not an easy realization because how do you do that with the pandemic? All those times I dreamt about being a digital nomad and having a remote job and all of those things, nowhere in it was a pandemic part of that. And I thought, wow, I'm so close, but I can't travel because the pandemic. And again, I'm not promoting pandemic travel. And I've been very intentional about the way that I set this up. So I'm not doing a whole lot of exploring. I am grounding myself 
in another environment to fulfill this need that I've had for years and years. And it came to me in such an imperfect package that it took me a while to recognize this is my chance, my opportunity. It's not perfect, but it's what I have right now. Am I going to take it or am I going to continue to make excuses and hold out and lose another six years waiting for this chance? So yeah, our dreams don't always come to us the way we want, wrapped in a perfect bow, how we imagined. Know that and be prepared to recognize when opportunities you've been waiting for come to you, even if they're disguised or look a little bit different. Don't sleep on those chances. Join me next week for part two, five more lessons I learned from this move abroad. Until then, sending you love and inspiration and help for you and your loved ones. Talk soon. Bye.